Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Female Founders Network, a podcast brought to you by invoice to go I'm your host, Nat, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sylvie. Hey, everyone. We record our show in the Forbes Street studio in downtown Sydney, Australia, but we bring guests from all over the world. So you'll hear people from the U.S., the United Kingdom, Europe, the Asia Pacific, anywhere that we find women who lead and inspire others. This is a great podcast for women who are navigating business ownership, leadership, or just life. Each episode should connect you with someone else's story, but also leave you with practical tips and advice that you can use in your own life and in your own business. Hey guys, this is Nat. Um, Today's episode's a little different. It's just me and you. And this is an extra episode, a mini-sode, if you will. But I wanted to talk to you guys a little bit about a subject that's very near and dear to my heart, and that is exercising your right to vote. I'm going to talk about it a little differently today. I want to tell you the stories of three women who came before me and inspire you guys to think about the women who came before you hopefully light a little fire so that you guys can become active constituents. So it all started with trying to name my third baby. Um, If you guys listen to the podcast regularly, regularly, you know that I'm a mom and I'm having my third, my third child. And as such, I'm going through a classic little exercise that a lot of parents out there know is the naming debate. And that is the fact that when one parent likes a name, the other most surely hates that name, (laughs) and so on and so forth. So we're going through the list, and I really favor classic names. So I started going through my own family tree, all of the women who have gone before me, my grandmothers, great-grandmothers, even great-great-grandmothers, as far back as I could go to see if there are any classic names that we want to use for our daughter. And this got me thinking a lot about my great-grandmothers. And it forced me to reflect on the time that I live in now and how different my life is from the lives that they lived. My great-grandmothers were born in the early 1900s to a generation where women were really only offered one societally accepted path. That was to marry as well and as early as you could, produce as many offspring as you could, raise them, keep a home, and keep your husband as happy as you can because he is your financial lifeline. So let me tell you about these women. On my mother's side, my great-grandmother was called Opal. She was kind, had round cheeks that I inherited, She was born in the Appalachian region of the United States in a very conservative and traditional part of the world. She um, was a mother, and that was her. She was a mother and grandmother. She died young from diabetes. She didn't have any other options, really. She didn't get to even go to high school. She just got to be a mom. She made the most of it. She loved her children, loved her grandchildren dearly, but because of the time she was in, she didn't have all of the information she needed about nutrition and health and therefore could not contain her disease and died quite young. On the other side, my dad's father's mother, (laughs) my great-grandmother Helen, 
She was a dancer, and she was a social butterfly. However, she also was in the position of being a mom in that era. So her husband, who apparently was quite um, a social guy and always out on the town, while he had the freedom to kind of run the town a bit more and be out there in the world, she was at home raising her son. I don't know if she was happy. She could have been thrilled. But I guess we'll never know because that was the only option available to her because of the generation that she was in. Also on my father's side, my father's mother's mother was called Beatrice. And she probably had the roughest go of the three. Beatrice unfortunately married an alcoholic. And as such, she was subject to abuse during her marriage. She had a rough time. She tried to be the best mother that she could. But during the Depression, she even had to live with relatives and family members so that she could make sure that her children had food to eat. And she had no education as well. She had no means to go out and support them on her own. And she was kind of tied to this marriage, this person who was detrimental to her own well-being. She had no options. She was a lovely woman, and I knew her. She passed when I was in high school. She was kind and small and diminutive. And I can only imagine what she was like as a young woman and young mother, trying to do her best, trying to summon the power within her while enduring a sometimes terrible situation. So reflecting on these women, I saw a quote the other day that gave me chills, and I just want to read it to you. Every time you speak up, you are speaking for the women before you who were forced to remain silent. I just want to say it one more time. Every time you speak up, You are speaking for the women who came before you, who were forced to remain silent. When I think about the things I've been able to do with my life, the decisions I've been able to make, the opportunities I've had, even when I've made mistakes, because of the resources and opportunities afforded to me, I was able to pick myself back up. I not only completed high school, like none of my great-grandmothers were able to do, but I also earned a bachelor's from a private design school. I was able to achieve a master's degree internationally. I was able to build my career as I wanted, even though there were bumps in the road, and it wasn't always easy, especially in the beginning of my career for young women. I was able to try. I had that opportunity. When my first marriage wasn't working and I wasn't happy, I had the education and resulting career that allowed me to ask for a divorce. I was able to support myself and my children when I needed to. I had the tools to be ambitious and curious and grow throughout my life. Because of this, I've been able to run agencies, run departments, start businesses, participate in social and cultural discourse, and let my voice be heard with projects like this podcast. I've been able to enjoy so many freedoms that my female ancestors could not have dreamed of. What would Opal or Beatrice or Helen have done in the world had they been given these resources and opportunities? Who knows? We'll never know. 
If you're an American, or even if you're not, and you're listening to this podcast, you're very likely familiar with the Declaration of Independence. But do you guys know about the Declaration of Sentiments? In 1848, Elizabeth Cady Stanton helped organize the first women's rights convention in America with other prominent feminists, such as Lucretia Mott, Jane Hunt, Mary Ann McClintock, and Martha Coffin Wright. We know that women didn't have the right to vote during this time in the mid-19, or sorry, the mid-1800s. But as it turns out, they didn't have many rights at all. If you look at the sentiments listed in that declaration, they laid out what they thought the rights of American women should be and compared the women's rights struggle with the Founding Fathers' fights for independence. And here are some of the grievances that they listed. This is less than 200 years ago. At the time, women couldn't own land, we couldn't earn wages, we couldn't vote, we were submitted to comply with laws created without our representation because we couldn't vote or run for office. We couldn't divorce our husbands, and if our husbands divorced us, we couldn't participate in child custody proceedings or decisions. We couldn't earn a college education. We couldn't participate in public church affairs. We were subjected to a different moral code than men then and in some cases now. So think about this world, ladies. Think about your ancestors. Think about how they lived. Elizabeth Cady Stan and the other women, many of the other women, who fought for the right to vote, died without ever having earned it. It's a right we take for granted every day. Just as my grandmother Beatrice lacked the independent footing or financial resources to divorce her husband or single-handedly provide a stable home for her children, like I could, these women had no rights to shape the world in the way that they wanted to see it change. America has many beautiful qualities, and I am very grateful to be an American. I'm grateful that my children have American citizenship, But that does not mean that America has always been at the forefront of listening to, trusting, or supporting women in every way that it can, which is why it's so important for you to voice your opinions and so important for you to vote. Our first female presidential candidate on a major party ticket just happened in 2016. This is almost 100 years after we earned the right to vote in America. Why did it take so long? Whether or not you like Hillary Clinton or you don't, why did it take so long for someone like her to be on the ticket? Why are only 7.4% of the CEOs of Fortune 500 companies women? 7.4%. That's it. Why do women make up only 23% of the U.S. House of Representatives? Why are we only one-fourth of the U.S. Senate? In the 231-year history of the United States Supreme Court, America has had 114 Supreme Court justices, and only four of them have been women. Four. My question to you today is this, and I want, I hope, that you keep this in your hearts as you go out and you make your voice heard. 
if women make up 51%, almost 51% of the population, why don't we hold 51% of the decision-making power? Let your voice be heard, guys. Let those unspoken words of your female ancestors become your battle cry. Go vote. This podcast was brought to you by invoice to go We're an invoicing and billing app that helps business owners work and get paid from anywhere, at any location around the globe. And we're helping close the gender-based pay gap. Because the current US gender-based pay gap sits at around 19%, listeners of the Female Founders Network podcast will get exactly 19% off of any subscription. Just use the code EMPOWERWOMEN at checkout.